De facto podcast is privileged to have been founded on Wadjuk Noongar land. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this land and express our sincere gratitude for their ongoing guidance as we work in their community. Said anything. He was like, oh, I just couldn't get a word in. You guys are talking too much. You just go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Day Factor, where we discuss our nine to five kind of relationships in another podcast literally no one asked for. I'm Nicolette. I'm Kate. And also, a big shout out to Finn, who is here today with us. Very excited well. to have Finn. Lainey is not here because we had to record without her because we're busy bitches. We're just so busy. Busy. How was your day, Kate? Busy? Hectic. <laughs> well, we did some schools. I had a session with some boys today and they just spitfired every question under the sun at me. Yeah. About like the hymen and uh, porn and consent and penis girth and penis length and uh, sex swings and all this. Sex swings? Yeah. Wow. It was and what age group were these? Year nines I had. Year nines. Okay. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yep. How was your day? Yeah, same. Working with kids, fucking tiring, I tell you. Just. <laughs> what I'm saying is, fuck your kids. Fuck your kids off. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes them. No, I'm just kidding. And um, a big shout out to today's sponsor, who is? Coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> All the coffees. Every single type of coffee. The I do have actually a tea here. Yeah. I was trying to bring my chakras back aligned. Aligned. Because mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. a week and it's only Monday. Yeah. So... <laughs> There we go. Yeah. All right. Catch me up. What's been happening? Um, okay. So first of all, everyone, don't forget we're coming to Sydney in two weeks' time. Less than. So we are flying in on Friday the... 15th. The 15th of September. So all of our Sydney fans, come and find us. We'll be in Bondi and then we're probably going to go to Buddy's Bar in Newtown. It'll so- be like a, a Where's Wally. <laughs> you have to find us and we'll tick off. We'll sign something if you find us. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you a mug if you find <laughs> us. So if you come and find us at – so we're staying in Bondi, so Saturday morning, which will be the um, the 16th of September. We're going to the Bondi markets for breakfast, so come find us. Mm-hmm. Then I'm making us go to Buddy's in Newtown for drinks at night. So come and say hi. All right. I don't know anything about Sydney, so I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the recommendations. Yeah, and you have to say the secret passcode of um, – uh, don't hold my hand, but can you suck my dick? <laughs> and then you get the mug. And then that what that's what qualifies you for a mug. <laughs> if you don't say it, you don't get the mug. Nah. Nah. So far, one person has the mug. Yep. And that's it. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Um, so that was just my little weekly reminder of our upcoming movements. Love that. Um, I have I've ordered a new car, everyone. So what... I know this was ages ago that my car died, but I've finally gone around to ordering yourself a new car and it arrives on Thursday. We are doing some hot laps. We're doing hot laps in it. Hot laps. We're also going to do hot laps in the old car as well as kind of like our yeah. final fare- farewell. Which we did say a few months ago, actually. We did say how we would do the final drive. Yeah, around. In the car, yeah. And again, anyone else invited to join us. Yeah. Um, but I've been cracking a lot of jokes, so I've just sort of started hanging out with somebody new, you know, bit fun. He's got a big troopy mm-hmm. and I've ordered a Jimny and I said it's gonna be awkward when I have to snatch you out of out of that some, is, that's awkward. Some yeah. tricky situations. He doesn't find it that funny. Uh, in the bin. 
You know, didn't, he didn't pass the test. Didn't pass the joke test. <laughs> Though people are very sensitive about their cars. You know, I said the other day on the joke of cars. Yeah, we took obviously Zach's car was in for a service like five days, so we drove my car everywhere. You know, lucky him. Uh, what a treat! And I got this quite older red rocket. And I pulled up and it was the car. And by like, Red Rocket, she means she's got a red-coloured Corolla wagon. Oh, I forget. Some people actually don't know that. Yes, not an actual Red Rocket. Um, or maybe. When people see it, they get a Red Rocket. Um, so we pulled up in front of the cafe and it's a five-minute parking and there's like hundreds of people waiting for their coffee. And I pulled up and I said, like, don't really want to park here. And Zach said, well, I said, it gets awkward when everyone offers to buy my car. And they can mm. see it, and I feel like I'm just showing off. Do you get a lot of notes left on your car? Like, yeah, if you're like, ever selling yep. this? Vintage yep. Corolla, please inform me if it's yep. up for sale. Mm-hmm. And I just throw them in the bin. I'm not selling. No. So. No, we sell for no one. <laughs> we don't. You know, and that's what I said exactly to this guy with the troopy. I said, I know you're going to want to drive my new Jimny. Well, exactly. And, uh, babe, jealousy does not look <laughs> very good on you, okay? Green does not look good on you. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's happened. I started making a lot of new car, car jokes. jokes. Yep. Yeah. And that'll probably continue for a few years. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. not going to die anytime soon. No, absolutely. Um, I did, I went, I don't know if anyone saw on our like TikTok socials. I went for a run the other day down by the beach mm-hmm. and ran into a, a fan who was listening to the podcast as I ran past. So I thought I've made it. You have. I've made it in this world. Yep. Yeah. I actually got recognised by a mum the other day. Yeah, that's right. I went right. into the chemist and the chemist said, hey, you spoke at my daughter's school. And I said, oh, stop. Sorry, me. no photos. Literally my Sunday best, not really. I was in my gross active wear with greasy hair and I was like, oh, cool. Don't take any photos right now, sorry. <laughs> Just not in the mood. I had to sneak out of there. And I said, she's, she's a, a Subiaco mum. And I said, tell all your mum friends yeah. how good I was. Absolutely. And get us into your schools. That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. You know, the mums is where it's at. They're the networks of society. Absolutely. And we've always said that. We've always said that. I was just going to add to that. that like, <laughs> Finn's um, jumping in. Welcome. <laughs> sorry. I was just like, I've just got a, <laughs> Big shalom, a bunch of things in my head. And I just wanted to talk, but I was on mute. I was like, I just want to be a part of this conversation. Please, join. No, but I feel like you could even branch into the mum network and if they can... Um, if you can have a mum's night mm. and just give them the informal talk as well mm-hmm. and then they can yes. spread that through theirs and then they can have that request-based aspect of it. I love that. Mums yeah. and money. That's what we'll call it's it. Like this a- is actually, this is now a business podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Entrepreneurs, please, everyone, don't steal our ideas. The mums. The mums. Mums on the money, we'll call it. They're That's right. actually a great idea. That's copyright. That's Pat- copyright. Stolen. It's ours. Don't take it. What did you say, Finn? Patent pending. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. That's exactly Perfect. what that is. Um, another thing happened. So uh, I don't know if we told this story. I think we might have. A couple of months ago, no, about six months ago, myself and Nicolette had to have a meeting with a lawyer because we're setting up a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. And one of our mentors said, I know an accountant who's going to sit in on the meeting just to help kind of translate any um, lawyer Queers. jargon. Queries. Yeah, any lawyer jargon, he'll wow. translate for you. Mm-hmm. And we thought, excellent. So in our minds, and we didn't discuss this, but no. I feel like naturally we assumed the accountant that would be sitting in on this meeting would be a six-year-old man, probably no hair, yeah. bit overweight. Not generalising or anything. No, because <laughs> we never do that. No, we don't stereotype around here. No, and it was a Teams meeting. And so 
I was a bit late to the meeting and I jumped on. So there's Nicolette, there's the lawyer, and there's literally the hottest man yeah. of my life up there sitting there. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I almost, I was, it was like, I saw him and then it was like too late for me to turn the camera same, off. Same, same. It was too late for me. And I was going to be like, like no, not greasy hair. Yeah, literally. And then I was going to turn the lights on. I literally turned the lights down and put it in like <laughs> the darkest. I go there. I was like, sorry, the lighting's not very good in here, people. I was like, fucking hell, I can't have this guy see me looking like this. I thought it was just chatting to two middle-aged men. No, actually so hot. And so then, hot. So me and Nicolette haven't shut up about the hot accountant guy since we had the meeting with him six months ago. We all, like, always... Like, remember how hot that girl was? Yes. Always bring him up. Anyway, I'm in the sauna on the weekend. This is another sauna story for you guys. And so there was me, there was my new sauna friend there, the lawyer, and then there is three other guys. And there was one of the guys, and I was like, fuck, he looks familiar. Like, he looks so familiar, but I couldn't figure it out. And then the the three guys asked my lawyer friend what they do for work. I'm not part of the conversation for some reason because apparently, you know, I'm just probably... It's just men's chat. It's men's chat. It's boys' chat. It's business and yeah. you're a woman, so yeah, that's exactly. not a problem. I wouldn't right? understand. Because you have a smaller brain, you can't take as much in yeah. as men. So. And, like, conversing in the sauna would be classified as multitasking and I can't do that. No. no. Sweating that's and talking? No. Not for women. Anyway, the... Everyone shares what they does and this hot guy says he's an accountant and I was like, hmm, hmm. And then I went, holy fuck, it's a hot accountant guy. <laughs> and my heart started beating and then I was like, do I bring it up that I had a meeting with him one he time? He totally would have recognised you. One time six months ago we had a meeting and I, I've thought about you every day since then. <laughs> you featured on the podcast many, many times. Yeah, I love you. And then I got out and I was like, oh, my God, Nick, the hot accountant. Yeah, I was really dead. I missed that sauna. But I just want to say I made the – made the best joke of my life in the sauna. So one of the guys asked my lawyer friend if the Bunbury Farmer's Market was actually run by bikies. Um, and my Odd lawyer... to ask, but... Yeah, my lawyer friend said no. And I said, but do you know what is criminal about Bunbury Farmer's Market? The toilet situation. <laughs> and, and everyone... Re- refer back to our previous episodes. We do discuss the Bunbury we, Farmer's Market. So my, my problem with the Bunbury Farmer's Market <laughs> is why is the toilet in the middle of... Of the yeah. loop because if you forget to pee, you have to go back in and but make your way their halfway arc of through. Marketing. They trick you. Mm. They yeah. want you to go back and see something else you might have missed. But anyway, that was my really funny joke. Did it land? It hit well, nice. particularly with the hot accountant guy. And I thought, honey, Write that I can down. S- <laughs> see you've got a ring. Copy but- as we say. Oh, he's got a ring. Soccer's got a goalie. Or hey, look, I, I don't think that's something to judge on. It no. can mean many things. And we will get into it. We will. We, we but do he could say, be also just, you know, working through that divorce thing. Well, and just true. not ready to take not it Not ready off. to let go. We do say soccer's got a goalie. Doesn't, Doesn't mean, mean he can't, can't score. score. And that's True. a healthy view on relationships. Absolutely. Lovely to see you guys have ethics. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> As two people that are very, very monogamous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the final thing, I went on a bar crawl on the weekend with um, a male. We got absolutely wasted. had the best time. I feel like I had more to add to that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep a little bit private. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Yes. Love that. Yes. Um, however, I, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to try to be mysterious. Oh, I don't think that fits in your realm very well, okay? <laughs> a chronic oversharer trying to be mysterious. Next week you'll probably find out, but it's fine. Um, for Nick, now. 
Nick, what's going on with you? Um, so I've been staying the last few nights at my parents because Hannah got eye surgery. So my sister. And so Nicolette, uh, Hannah has had eye surgery. Yes. It's been scheduled in our joint calendar <laughs> for a very long time now. So I schedule everything in our joint calendar because I don't want to have two calendars. Yeah. So, so we'll, I need to know if my personal life will clash with my work life. So I just put everything in my personal, in my work. So can we share like, the work? It's so okay. We're like, oh, 11.30, you got your laser appointment. <laughs> I said, how was skin niddling at 11.30? I said, thank you. It went really well. It's good I can keep up to date. You know, she knows what I'm going through. And then if there's a hair appointment, sometimes we forget whose <laughs> hair appointment it <laughs> is. Is that yours or mine? Oh, fuck, was it mine? I don't know. So we have, next time I'll put Kate hair or Nick hair just so we're all on the same page. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the, so mum and dad flew out to Vietnam on Thursday night. But classic mum, like my parents, like before they go anywhere, or mum's just like a constant. Why like, do parents get so stressed before they go on a holiday? Like pack a bag and leave. <laughs> mum is like, right, she thinks of like a million things she has to do. And then she goes, it's like they're flying out at 10 o'clock. It's 8.30 at night. And she goes... Come on, Ken, which is my dad. We're just going to go back across to the neighbours and get the bricks. And I was like, oh, what bricks is mum fucking talking about? The construction site, two sites down, the guy was chucking all these old bricks into a skip bin. Mm-hmm. So mum thought they'd drive up the car, pop the boot and take the bricks so that they could put She's them a woman off my own in oh my their God. Resourcefulness. So this is at 8 there, United's pitch black. <laughs> this car rolls up and mum's been fucking loading these bricks in. Hello? Mum's like, Hi. This is my house. <laughs> <laughs> and mum goes, oh, hi. I just like two doors down. Thank God. She's like, I spoke to your husband this morning and he said I could take the free. Oh, had she spoken to the she husband? She had spoken to the husband. But she, I was like, mum, fucking that's so embarrassing. Mum's come back and she's like, what are the chances? She's like, the one time. She's like, in the skip in as well. <laughs> Just imagine sort of like bunny, like, and just like stick your head out. like, what do you want? This is my pen. What do you want? What's those bright lights? So, yeah, and then poor dad's like, just going, everything she does is loading them into the car. So, anyway, she did that. And I was like, you're the only two people in the world that would go and do that two hours before an international flight. Yeah. Like, mm. only person I know that would do that. Yeah. Then, so Hannah had her eye surgery, and then Friday morning I had to take her to a follow up appointment. So, she got a pterygium removed. Yeah. Surfers eye. Surfers eye. Cool. I think it's more snowboarder eye in Hannah's in Hannah's realm. She's a very talented snowboarder, actually. So she had to get a cutout. So they have to like put this thing on your eye, and then the other eye you can't really open because it affects this eye. So anyway, <laughs> she has this massive patch on, and they were like, "I'll oh, put sunnies on and a hat before." <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, no photos. <laughs> so coming through, no photos. I'm just trying to enjoy my day. <laughs> the house has like two sets of stairs to get to the driveway. So Hannah's there, and I'm like walking her down the stairs. She's got these old dark sunnies on. She's like trying to feel her way down the stairs. And then the way the car was fucked, I was like, I'll oh, just wait here and I'll move the car so it's easy for you to get in. Anyway, first of all, I walked her into mum's car. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> just forgetting they can't see. And then I, like, leave her on the driveway because she has this, like, no sense of awareness where she was. She's just... <laughs> In the middle of the driveway with her hands out, like, ready to touch something. She's, like, sitting there. And I thought it was so funny. And then, anyway, we get to the hospital. She's sitting down. And then I have to go move the car because we're apart, which is, like, five minutes. And I came, come back and I was like, well, Hannah will be in her appointment by now. So I'm just going to get a coffee. So I get a coffee downstairs and I go back up. She's still in the waiting room. And I was like, I better not tell her I got a coffee. <laughs> Because you get angry. And then they're just sitting there. And I'm like... Are you just trying to quietly sip your coffee so she doesn't hear it? 
the worst one is like I forgot she wasn't deaf as well. So I go up and I like touch it until I'm back. It's just like I can hear. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. I was like, I'm back. And then she goes, oh, I can really go with the guy. <laughs> Like, and so no. I was like, oh, <laughs> you want to see mine? <laughs> and she was like, did you seriously just get yourself a coffee? And I was like, sorry, I thought you'd be in your appointment. I'll get you one after. But it's so funny. I was like, fuck, is that handy when someone can't see? You can just kind of sneak your way around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just been looking after her. Had to do eye drops every two hours for the first two days. Bit gross. Uh, disgusting. Gross. It's all bloody and nasty. No. She's all good. And then the final thing is I've uh, just been hanging out a lot at Zach's cousin's house because they've got five puppies at the moment. Cute. And it's just such a good boost of endorphins, you know, like pups. just running around with some Labrador puppies, like holding them. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Mm-hmm. And that is all I had time for today. So thank you. Um, I also just wanted to say, so uh, someone that I, I was dating, <clears throat> this happened on the weekend, we found a connection between the person that I was dating and my brother's partner, right? So what do we do at family dinner? We call the brother's partner, mm-hmm. put her on speaker, <laughs> me, mum, dad, Luke and Haley on speaker, asking her questions about the guy that yep. I'm dating. Everyone's got one minute per question. Yep. Goes around the table. And I thought, does this happen in other families? Yes. 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 Happens in mine. Yep. But I don't know if we're the norm. Finn? No, I haven't hadn't had that experience. Though I would love it because I feel like it's a good way to get multiple perspectives. It's a good protection mechanism. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. vet potential red flags you hadn't thought of. Yep. And just don't give him a chance to prove yep. himself to me. Let's judge him before. And you can just bounce off <laughs> exactly. each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, okay, I have a quick hot top. Then yep. we'll jump into it. All right. We can I, all... I had a very quick hot top too. Oh, I okay. had two quick hot tops. Okay, well, I'm going to start. Mine. <laughs> me first, me first. <laughs> I saw, okay, you probably saw it as well. Again, probably a TikTok because, you know, that's all I do apparently. Um, so this girl's on TikTok and she's making a video and she's talking about how her and her partner have been living together for, they've been together for four years, they've been living together for the last two, mm-hmm. and now he's moving out because he wants to live with his brother, right? And everyone's like, mm, I think that is not a good sign. So everyone's like, that's a bit delulu of her to think that it's healthy that he's moving out when they've already been together for four years and she's going to go find new roommates because he's moved out. Yeah. And I want to know your thoughts on the situation. Finn. Oh, I, personally, that gives me like, yeah, like very bad communication on his part and just like that sounds like the inability just to acknowledge that something's not working there and he's like you know what like we can it's like keeping your your toe in a in a puddle mm-hmm. you're like you know I'll jump in that Monkey later branching. but right now like we're just going to go over here and do this thing yeah. but it's okay it's okay puddle yeah. i'm going to come and jump in you later and it will be loads of fun and I was like oh yes that's so exciting yeah. like mm. new transition but oh bleh, gross <laughs> but it just feels like a bit of an easy way out. An easy way out. And then out. once everything's moved out, they can break up and he doesn't have to see her again yep. because he's already got all his shit I out of the house. He's actually a bit of a genius. Yeah. yeah I was, sinister. Yeah. Mm. And all the comments were like, babe, I wish I was sister Lulu. Or, like, <laughs> or one of them was like, oh, me and my partner did that too. We've been divorced for years. <laughs> and, uh, and the poor thing, because then she's making all these... Another TikTok's on top of the comments oh, being like yeah. when everyone on TikTok thinks you're breaking up but you, you, you know your partner best and it's just like a bit like. Okay, 
I can see it. I can see it from, okay, if they got together at so how long? 16, maybe. 16, 17, 18, 19, and they've only lived with each other and maybe they want to go and live with other people and then, like, come back mm. together for to have the life experience of having housemates, I can see that. But if you're, if you're a bit older. A bit weird. A bit weird. I would be so offended if Zach said, I just want to go live with my mates for, for a little bit, but I still, I still love you. I just don't want to live with you. I'd be like, oh. why don't you want to live with me, bitch? Yeah, I'd be hell offended. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just Delula, we've decided. Yeah. I think there's a lot of background context that we mm-hmm. don't know to that, but yep. I think in the surface level, it's also like, why? Okay, I'm not on TikTok, so this is coming from a judgment place, mm-hmm. but asking the internet for uh, or putting that thing out there. Yeah, you get there written. must be something internally mm. in her that's going, something's a bit off here. Let's see what the rest yeah. of the world and all of their. And then everyone was say. like, hey, Brian, and now she's jumped to his defense, which mm. maybe, you know. Well, let's get him on TikTok and find his side of the story. Yeah, everyone was saying it's the new couch guy. Remember couch guy? Couch guy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Couch guy? Oh, no, I haven't got that. <laughs> you, you were too far gone. We'll you went after. All right, Kate, what's yours? The other thing I wanted to bring up is um, things that you and me have been saying recently because we haven't done this Ooh. on our recent sayings. We haven't. Uh, one thing that I've really decided to do is anytime I say anything that's um, quite a modern-day contemporary culture opinion Mm -hmm. I like to follow that up with call me (laughs) (laughs) old-fashioned call me old-fashioned but I love TikTok yeah yeah and let me let me guess this is like you're referring to the early 2000s as old-fashioned just no no I'll say something like um, so something that's clearly modern just to make people be like but that's not old-fashioned okay uh, you know what I really really love at the moment the strawberry kiss makeup. <laughs> Call me old fashioned. <laughs> right, because it's a brand new trend. So you're taking the piss out you're, of the old fashioned. Yeah, we're juxta- gotcha. juxtaposing. <laughs> Juxtapositioning. My next thing, and Nicolette loved when I dropped this. The first time I said this, you were like, I've got to write that down. Tell me, I forget. Um, this is what I say. When when someone says oh, something I know, I know about <laughs> like maybe someone's not quite there or they've done something a bit silly or they're just making a mockery of themselves, I go, the wheel is spinning, but the hamster's dead. That's a great one. <laughs> I do love that one. I wrote that one down. Yep. <clears throat> um, and the other one we have been thrashing, and of, as with everyone else, in the year of the Barbie yep. movie. But then I also said that today. In the year of the Ken movie? Yeah. Because <laughs> there is no Ken movie. It's a Barbie movie. Exactly. You know what else I really love? I can't wait till that comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's a good one. Or DVD. <laughs> Oh, do you think this will be out on DVD soon? Because <laughs> then it gets everyone confused because they're like, what? <laughs> you mean Netflix, right? DVD Netflix? Yeah, like, yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah. Wait until <laughs> it comes out on Blu-ray. And wait until it comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> and then um, any time we see something in the distance, we go, is that a submersible? A submersible. <laughs> <laughs> At the beach? I did see or, a submarine the other day and I went, is that the submersible in the sauna? And nobody laughed. Oh, that, I think it's a, a real in-joke. I'm like, I think it's a dark joke. Yeah. It's a dark I joke. I mean, I appreciate a good bit of dark humour, but a lot of people go, people died. Yeah. They're like, it was billionaires. It was not billionaires. People. That's why, <laughs> that's why you're allowed to hate them. because. But did they die or did they just go off to a, an, the island with and what's we've his always name? Said that. Oh, my God, that's a great what's point. The, what's Tahiti? the island? Um, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Oh. That's where they've gone. No, no, because we said, because they're billionaires, they're probably trying to get away from something. There's no footage of them actually getting onto submersible. I mean, there might be if you Googled it, Ivan. Anyway, it doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't work with my story. So there's no footage. Yeah. yeah. The submersible went down. They went off, started a new life in Peru. Don't know with why Epstein. it's Peru, but no one really goes there. So, mm. you know. 
Um, and then last one, when they're a bit slow, or like as in not literally slow, just a bit dumb, a few cents short of a dollar. Yeah, a few cents short of a dollar. And that's what we say about Zach. No, no I'm kidding. I love Zach. He's very smart and very intelligent. But on the podcast last week, he was a few cents short of a dollar. <laughs> He's not I'm very terrified what speaking. next week you're going to be saying about me. It's like, why he just would not show up. Well, you up. know what I'd say? You've already said 10 times as much as Zach said last week. So that's a good Sorry, Zach. No, no, it's good. I'll be speaking with Zach tonight about it. <laughs> just yeah, it was really great. We Finn. all have words. <laughs> it was really great. Um, speaking of Finn, let's get into what yeah. we're going to talk about. So we're actually talking about non-monogamous relationships mm. because Finn is in a non-monogamous relationship. Mm. So that's the conversation. Correct. Do you want to give us a little background about your relationship, Finn? Or maybe tell us non-monogamy versus monogamy, which we covered last week, but for, you go again. Mm, this is going to be one of those tests. It's like when you're, and I'm sure you relate to this, when you're studying something and you have to break it down into a really simple blurb, mm-hmm. one of the most complicated things to do. That is tough. Um, uh, when uh, someone asks me to define something, I forget what it means. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't. I, that's what's happening asked right me now. What, I'm just like stalling. <laughs> someone asked me what heterosexual meant the other day and I went, well, no, heteronormative. And I went, well, hetero meaning. <laughs> uh, Ask somebody else. And then I was like, a normative meaning normal. <laughs> anyway. The, the thing and the, it's just, mm, leave it. You clearly don't understand. <laughs> so th- I'm not going to waste my time explaining it to you. That's my go-to. <laughs> Exactly. Like, you're, you're two cents short of a dollar. Do your research and then you walk on. <laughs> How about you do your research? Do your research. It's embarrassing you even asked it. I'm not here to educate you. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, so um, monogamy. Monogamy means you've got two people that are committing to a, um, a relationship, that being a very wide arching term. So it could be even it's just a, a platonical friendship. That could be a monogamous relationship. Um, but in the context of, I guess, what we're talking about would be a romantic connection as well as an emotional one with usually there's intent for longevity behind that and, and things like a, marriage. And a physical connection too. And a physical connection. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry, I thought, uh, yep, words. Um, yeah, so the sexual, the emotional longevity to that with that long-term commitment. Yep. Yeah. And then non-monogamous. Um, in a weird way, it's the same thing but with multiple people. Perfect. Um, exactly. So it does, it does not have to be... Um, yeah, uh, like three people going long-term relationship. It could be you have a, what is referred to as a nesting partner, someone you might live with, you might even be married to them, and then both parties or one party might play outside of that relationship. Oh, okay. And I guess under the, the consensual non-monogamy banner or the ENM, which is ethical non-monogamy, um, there's so many different ways of being non-monogamous. You've got mm-hmm. things like swinging, which under that structure people go more for um, you can – or they will sleep with other people, either together or separately. Um, but then they won't sleep with the same people twice and there can't be emotional connections. Right. Is that why they don't sleep with the same person twice? They don't want to build any... Rapport. Like, yeah, yeah. Connection there. Whereas then you go down the other end of the scale, you've got things like polyamory and uh, relationship anarchy, which is like basically no boundaries. But there is actually a huge amount of boundaries because boundaries is what keeps society alive, but <laughs> yep. also what makes relationships work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then you can... Then you've got, like, polyandry. <coughs> Pol- polygyny. Polygyny. <coughs> Polygamy. Polygamy. So yeah, I'm just like, what did our lecture say two weeks ago? We like, did a lecture on this two weeks ago. <laughs> we should get them in here. As sexologists. We should definitely get Theo in here. He would be amazing. Yes. Sorry, I'm saying we now. It's like I've just inserted myself <laughs> in. You should get Theo in here. My bad. <laughs> this is my podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> Doing, like, pirating here. Um, okay, so your current relationship... 
my current relationship. So oh, can I give some backstory yes, to absolutely. it? Absolutely. I guess so. For my um, dating life, never felt like I felt uh, or fitted into a monogamous structure mm-hmm. naturally. Did you, did you, in terms of you felt like that, did you know, were you having feelings that you couldn't locate as that what that was and just felt a bit off? Or did you always know monogamy doesn't feel right? Or was it just no, an I don't feeling? think I really understood what monogamy was yeah. or um, non-monogamy was. That's only been a later addition to it. So I guess I found myself in lots of like long-term casual situations where, you, yeah. you know, they do what they want to do, you do what you want to do, but there wasn't any boundaries particularly, there wasn't any structure to it. Um, but every time I found myself in some version of monogamy, I felt really claustrophobic and felt like I'd fallen into... Uh, my partner's life and wasn't able to necessarily feel free and express myself in my own way outside of that, which yep. I thought was really interesting. And then moving back to Perth, um, yeah, met my current partner, Fee, and it was a really lovely connection. Um, and then I found out that she was very much exploring that space of relationship anarchy and polyamory. Mm-hmm. And then we very much bonded on the communication side of things. So I guess she was my major introduction into the practice of non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it had definitely mm-hmm. featured as sort of things that had popped into my my sphere, but nothing mm-hmm. that I'd actually explored properly. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been dating? Um, or together? Probably just shy of six months. Oh, okay, so nice. it is very fresh. Yep. Yeah. So was it your first sort of, like when you first started talking, was it then like, this is what I want to do? Or did it just come up naturally? Like how did it? Well, we met at a dancing event and then just hung out as sort of platonical friends. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was going to down to Cottesloe for a swim mm-hmm. the next day. I was like, do you want to come? And then that's where we like really hit it off um, and, yeah, started that discussion around, yeah, polyamory and, and non-monogamy. And I was like, mm. oh, my God, attraction. <laughs> so uh-huh. did you enter into the relationship as an initially a non-monogamous relationship or did it start off as monogamous and then moved into a non-monogamous? Completely started off non-monogamy. So okay, she cool. was seeing a couple. Um, yep. And then she's also got um, a partner in Brisbane as well. Yeah. Um, and simultaneously that weekend, I started seeing someone else as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, I think, yeah, for me starting off it all being open just leads to, yeah, a really nice platform to go from there. Because for me, if I found myself in a monogamous situation and say you dated for a year and then you're like, oh, let's open this up, there's so much more. Would be harder, wouldn't it? I feel like it would yeah. be. It's not to say it's not possible and there are many people that do that. Um, Could more lead to jealousy, do you think? But jealousy exists. I've, I've been jealous yeah? in, in the in current situation, but it's all about how one manages oneself. Yeah, it's about okay. that self-regulation, noticing the jealousy come up, how are you then going to manage that jealousy, communicating that as well mm. to the partner involved. Um, so do you guys have your own like set boundaries and like rules in your relationship then? Yes, yes. Yeah? Um, it depends on what area. You know, there's, yeah, there's, okay. there's so many um, that apply. I guess the one major thing that would come to mind is like safe sex practices. Yeah. Um, so for us, um, yeah, we always use a condom, but the, the rule is like anybody else we're sleeping yeah. with definitely use safe, safe, pra- safe sex practices. <laughs> um, and if we get to a stage where we actually decide to not use safe sex between us, that's fine and we'll just like work out what parameters need to mm-hmm. shift and change around yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so... Before you got into the non-monogamous relationship, did you have long discussions around how that looked for you? Because obviously what can what is non-monogamous for one person is very different for the next. So did you discuss like these are the exact boundaries for now and they might change over time and we'll talk about them then? Or did you just like go, let's go for it and then communicate along the way? It's a combination of the two. So um, 
what has been introduced to me this year is um, the concept of what is known as a smorgasbord. So there's a mob that have... I just want to interrupt. I love a smorgasbord. I love a buffet. <laughs> I love a buffet. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Oh, sorry. Apparently I'm not in the right spot. <laughs> sorry. No. <laughs> sit still. Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, well, it can involve food if you want. I think food's really important for a smorgasbord I outside like my, of a normal smorgasbord. But I it, like food and sex separato. Not a little oh. chocolate dipped gal. I did that once and I, I we put <laughs> the too much. The clean up. <laughs> and we put too much chocolate and then I was like drowning and I was like, get off me, get <laughs> the chocolate. <laughs> it's like coated my whole mouth and I was like, it's too much. Anyway, sorry. That's like a, a slip and slide with chocolate. Yeah. I think you really need to be equipped for it. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And we filmed yeah. it and then... I look back and I was like, this is disgusting. I hate then myself. She sold it for millions. Yeah. No one ain't, no one bought it. Ain't you would be surprised, it. you know, even True. today after the shit we've been hearing from year eights and nines, True. I'm sure they would buy it. <laughs> That's extremely buy inappropriate. <laughs> Gotta move the fuck past that one. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back yeah. to so the smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Thank you very much. Um, so the smorgasbord structure is essentially taking the concept of a monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. and then pulling apart as many facets of that as you can. So to pick a few might be like the legal, housing, romance, sex, um, uh, what would be other ones you've got then like titles, financial, um, you know, and the list goes on. So it's it has a, a whole range of different bubbles with all of these different things. And within those little ones, so financial, it might be like uh, money, um, division of stocks, all these sorts of things. So mm-hmm. for each relationship, it is highly subjective what it is. And the objective is you sit down with your partner or partners and then you go through what are applicable to you. Okay. Um, so in our case, it's just like, well, finances, they're very separate. Um, and But we have something like splitwise where it's like, oh, we're going to divide mm-hmm. these particular meals Love or split-wise. these kind of things. So there is really clear understanding exactly on where we stand with each one of those things. And so yep. it does break a lot of like the physical side or, or the sex side of it down a lot. So, you, you know, kink, romance, um, sex, and there's a couple of other ones because then you can really delineate what it is that somebody wants because you might have someone that's coming into the relationship that's asexual. So mm-hmm. sex is off the cards for them, but it doesn't mean that they don't want to be romantic or physical mm-hmm. in a different way. Yep. So being able to unpack that's really important. So we did that and that was really amazing. And then what you can do after that and it can be – depending on the time frame for you guys. It can be once a month, once a week, once every six months, depending on how things are tracking their relationship. It's called a radar. And so it's like a mini version of the smorgasbord. You come together, you're making sure you're not tired, hungry, horny, um, mm-hmm. high, that never helps either. Um, <laughs> and you go through things that have come up for you. So it might be like I'm having a lot of you know, stuff's going on with this other partner at the moment. So I'm needing support from this partner in this particular way. And then they might be like, I can't offer that, but what I can offer is this. Mm -hmm. So it's being able to check in where that person is at. um, And maybe something's come up. It's just like, I'm really finding at the moment that, you know, we've just moved in together and you're not pulling your weight with the domestic chores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what do we need to address there? And you just unpack that. And then you go, well, so I'm actually going to go move in with my brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Easy solution. But we're not breaking up. (laughs) We're not breaking up. I feel like um, that uh, smorgasbord sounds like everything every relationship needs. Regardless of if it's monogamous, non-monogamous, 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 NM or M should do. (laughs) 
Yeah. Because it breaks down. Because this is what we, we were talking about last, last week. Last week we were talking about how there's so many assumptions made on monogamous relationships on what the boundaries are. Mm. And it's so and different it's for very everyone. very gender stereotyped. But even we did a poll on our Instagram um, yesterday around, what was the question about, or if, if uh, flirting is considered to be cheating. And some mm. people said yes, some people said no. Yeah, it was and some very people mixed. said circumstantial. So I think... Breaking all of those things down is such a great way to really outline boundaries, regardless mm. of the type of relationship. Hundred percent, and you can also <laughs> jinx. Um, <laughs> you can also bring trauma into that as well. So mm. if people are aware of past traumas, mm-hmm. you can go look. In my last partnership, X happened. Like this person flirted with this person, and it kept happening, and then they finally cheated. So for me, if we can start with this boundary, and then that person can be like, "Oh, I have a really flirty nature, though." Yeah, mm. but you know, like. Yeah, I can work to that. Or is there a way that I can reassure you that mm, yeah, nothing's okay. going to happen with that person just because this is who I am as well? So, mm. yeah, you can bring all of these, I guess, yeah, uncertainties or fears of rejection, whatever they might be, and bring them to the table, be really honest because they're going to come up in some way, shape, or yeah, form. And sure. the more introspective you are, the better the relationship is yeah. because mm. then you're not guessing. And I think one of my lifelong journeys and this is with family friends and just continues to happen but he's like i can't read your mind Mm -hmm. so it's like you have to bring something to the table and i have to bring something to the table as well and and once it's brought to the table you can unpack it and you just keep unpacking it and that's really healthy but obviously you need boundaries around like not just trauma dumping checking in how are we like tracking today before you start a small sport as yeah. well, because you don't want to just idea. like rock in and just be like, blah. And someone's you know? like not in the mental state to listen. Exactly, exactly, yeah. 100%. Um, do you feel like your communication skills have improved over this experience, this six months, in terms of communicating in a relationship? Uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, communication is a very important thing to me outside of, you know, romantic relationships. But, yeah, just more, I think, in in relation to essentially the master's degree, just more and more information is coming into me at the moment where I'm just like, oh, my God, just so much recalibration. Mm-hmm. So what I did feel confident with communication previously, I'm now pulling all of that apart, reevaluating how I communicate, what language mm-hmm. I'm using, and then changing that. So I think I'm in a bit of a transition period. I feel like I'm a crab that's just shed their shell. <laughs> I have no protection, and I'm just sort of just like, Rebuilding everything <laughs> yeah. from the ground up, which is exciting. It's also yeah, fucking terrifying. Good. Yeah. Um, can I ask, in your relationship, so obviously that's you, you your... You can ask because it's actually... It is an up. It up. It's our, our podcast. podcast. Yeah. Now, you don't have to answer that, yeah. I guess. That's the way yeah. it gets. Um, but you've got your partner. Are you two each other's, I guess, like, is there, like, a main partner and then there's, like, additional people that you seek different things from or did they maybe have the same connection with you as they'd have with someone else, like split time equally? You're invited to a wedding and you can bring your partner. Who's coming? Is that your main partner? Oh, pick, pick pick the partner. The prettiest one. Who's going to look better in the photos? <laughs> yeah, who's got that photogenic face? Um, uh, da, da. Sorry. So. Because your friend no- was with a couple. Yeah. Your partner, sorry, was with a couple. So that couple would be like a main couple and she'd be extra in their relationship, in right? In that scenario, that was yeah. the case, yeah. So in your scenario, is that? 
Well, see, this is the debate we were having the other day. Um, maybe not you a debate, and your a di- yeah, a discussion. A debate. <laughs> well, I see. I had the lecture slides up because I was just like, "Yeah, but I don't understand how you can have like polyamory here with boundaries and clear structures, and then relationship anarchy over here, which is a very free flowing mm. state." Anyway, we did unpack it, but basically, um, there is one can argue that friendship and romantic relationship are no different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just the added sexual sexual, sexual aspect. To yeah. that. But then I guess. Some people might not classify sexual as romantic and they could have sexual relationships with a friend as well and it's... Mm. Exactly. So it's yeah. there's so much there and, like, we don't have time to go into the philosophy of that and I don't think I necessarily understand that as well <laughs> uh, to, to that degree. But where we're currently at is um, I feel like she would be my primary at this particular point mm-hmm. in time. I'm very much open to connecting with other people and having I'm working towards both in myself and outside of myself to have a flat based relationship structure. So rather than having like a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's just take a business structure. You've got your board of directors, CEOs, managers, employees. Kate um, and I actually all of those. So yeah. <laughs> the IT, we are the IT department. We are the marketing Everything. team. Yeah. We do the merchandise. We, we tick many boxes. Yeah, many exactly. fingers. You're the, you're the business. Exactly. You are the definition of a flat. We're structure. the framework. We are many fingers in many paths and holes. holes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> glad you've got your fingers in holes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, where were we? So translating that across into a relationship structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some structures are very hierarchical. I have my married partner, for example, and then we play separately with other people, but they are secondary, and then you might have a tertiary, someone mm-hmm. you only see every so three. So you live with your married partner and then the others are just like sort of extras. Yeah, for whatever they might offer, be. whatever yeah. they bring to that person. It might Which be a might kink, not just be it sex. might be emotional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That could be financial. Very, oh, could be sugar. That'd be That's the dream. Sugar, <laughs> sugar parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm slowly working on myself to get to a point where, yeah, it's it's just a, a, a flat-based thing. And, and even my paramours, so her partners, are someone that I love and appreciate that I may never meet. Right. I feel like I'm digressing mm-hmm. and going in a lot of different spiderwebs okay. here. Um but yeah, so I feel like she's my primary at this point in time. She has other connections with other people, but my understanding is how she sees it is we are all equal, okay, and okay. we all bring completely different things to the table. Um, and so this is where it's really fun to sort of unpack when jealousy comes up because yeah. it's like, oh my god, so and so is hanging out with so and so, and I know he's like gorgeous and ripped and da 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 da. But it's just like, but he doesn't bring what I bring, which yeah. is a completely different, different. set of person, and yeah. so. Yeah. So, but if it came down to, so obviously she, you said she's your primary, but if it came down to her wanting to move in with someone and have like a home relationship with someone, mm. would she then have to pick who that would be? Well, it depends on what that connection is. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but it could be, it could be outside of like emotion. It could be a logistical yeah, thing. They might bring a particular thing that I just yeah. don't bring. You know, they might sleep next to each other so well. True. They and both, we just they might not. They're you know, both nose the one that doesn't snore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It could just be simple things like that. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, as I said, I'm like I'm just working through getting to that point of feeling more comfortable in myself to then fully let go of having that primary mm-hmm. They can still be super important to me and they are still super important mm-hmm. to me, but they don't necessarily have to have that label. Yeah, okay. And that's where I recognise this is a lot of my 
my upbringing and cultural programming and this is like this yeah. is where more and more of it's just coming up at the moment. Yeah. I'm just like, just trying to shake I, it. I'll say something, I'll, I will feel myself feeling something and going, fuck, like there, there's that unhealthy rhetoric again. Mm. And it might, the, the big one that I've been coming up with recently is like um, possessiveness. And so it's that in monogamy, particularly unconscious monogamy, which we can get into like the separation of like conscious monogamy and unconscious monogamy. It's like, yep. this is my partner, my wife, my husband. So mm-hmm. there's that ownership of it. And, you know, we've, it, for a lot of people, there can be that kind of restriction within relationship, yep. whether it's conscious or not. Mm. And that I'm just, yeah, in myself realizing that there is that like, oh no, but I, I want them to give me the most attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, no, letting go of that. That like, that I'm that. not the priority right <laughs> now. And that's fine. Like, that's so Okay. Can I ask then if we're talking about like attention, more like time, Mm. like how much time are you spending together? Do you communicate all day, every day? Like, or are you communicating with multiple people? I'm just thinking about with my personal relationships when I've had, when I'm in a relationship, we are usually communicating throughout the entire day and making the effort to see each other more days than not. Mm. And our, like our night times when we're not working would usually be together. Is mm. it the same for you? Because uh, also just want to add additional question. How are you feeling in dates with other people? In <laughs> in the chaos of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, this, this came up a while back around like time division. Mm. And it's like the priority is the person that is in front of you. Um, but that can shift and change depending on the needs of other relationships. So, for mm-hmm. example, if mm, okay. Fee goes to Brisbane to see her partner over there, then that partner is the priority while she's there. And would yeah. you communicate whilst she's there? Absolutely, but it doesn't mean... You like, wouldn't be FaceTiming every night. Yeah, I wouldn't be FaceTiming yeah. every night. I, or I probably would... I've, I'm getting to a point where I feel comfortable enough just to be like, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Like, mm. go nuts. Like, I've got a hundred other things to do as well. Yeah. And when there is that level of trust in that person, they're just, they're going to come back. They share what's happened mm-hmm. and that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And then they are fully present for that other person. Like she's regularly in contact with her partner in, in Brizzy. Right. And that's fantastic. And I love hearing about what they're up to. Yeah. Mm. And I love celebrating that as well. Mm. Um, yeah. But And fitting in dates. I fluctuate at the moment between like, being aware that I've got a lot going on with like uni and work and just life and also fostering friendships mm-hmm. because friendships are super important and community is super important. And I don't want to just like drown myself in relationships because that's what non-monogamy, that is the expectation yeah. of that. Yeah. Like I can be non-monogamous and, but be that in myself and have one partner. Mm. It's open to the possibility of new connections yeah. as well. You don't yeah. have to just have you don't have to be seeking new connections, but you're yeah. open to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess I dabble a little bit on the apps. I'd much prefer to have like natural connections with people. Um, that seems to be a challenge occasionally, particularly if you're like, you don't want to like shit where you eat. So yeah. like uni <laughs> Work, is one example uni. of that. Like my entire cohort is majority femme presenting. True. So I'm just like, <laughs> this is terrible, but it's fine. I've, I, I come mm. across as just like that fun little like, Token dick friend. in the course. Yeah, that's that's like, so true. Ah, There's is always great. a token dick yeah. in the course. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if that really answered the question necessarily. But, yes, I do fit in dates occasionally. I'm seeing one other person at the moment, and that's really nice. And I guess I've communicated to them that I'm just like, like uh, my partner's coming back from a big trip. I need to recalibrate with them 
and see where our system is at because mm -hmm. they were away for a really long time mm -hmm. um, and they were really respectful of that. So I've recalibrated that and then I can start to reintegrate that person I started seeing while they were away into a system where it will work for both parties. Yeah. yeah. So do you think you'd ever go back to a monogamous relationship? Depends on the day that you ask me that. Okay. Some days I'm just like, this is so difficult and I'm feeling so emotional and pulled in so many directions. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, I just want the simplicity of something that I know doesn't <laughs> work for me. But um, Do you think maybe, like, I'm not saying it, like, depends on the person, but do you think maybe if you got to a point where you were like, actually, you, do you think you could be with someone that that person would be enough that you maybe wouldn't want to do? Like, like have other relationships? Or do you think it's just like you just enjoy the... Non-monogamy. I don't I'm know if it's about enjoyment necessarily because I don't think any, for me, I don't feel that any one person can bring everything to that Yeah, table. okay. So, so your, your is your, uh, it's not just about fun and sex. It's about people, those needs. people meeting your needs and you're very much aware that one person can't meet mm. all of your needs. So you Which is so true. People mm. providing different uh, aspects. Mm. Which I think is so true because that's a lot of pressure on one, one person, person to meet all of your needs. Which, if you put that expectation yeah. that they would do that, that's a lot of pressure. It's I guess that's so when much. you put on monogamous relationships. Like that's why you're like your friends are so important or mm. like you're, like I feel like there's so much emphasis on like you need to have close friendships. You can't just rely on your romantic partner. So I guess like non-monogamy, you're getting all those things from these other relationships as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um, and I think as a – male, there's also more emphasis for me to make the effort to work on relationships because what I've seen um, like in, in my father, for example, and many, many, many different mm -hmm. age brackets of men is a lot of people don't have friends mm. yeah, that, so are, true. that are masculine. And that's really concerning when there is they fall into a relationship with someone and then there is that you are my all and there's like that emotional dumping of just like mm -hmm. blah. But mm. it's like we need to give – well, I feel – by giving space in relationship can bring you closer. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's also, and it's applicable with sex too, which, yeah. you yeah. know, like I'll go away and connect with someone else. I'll learn something new because yeah, every so partner is completely different. I can bring that back to another connection with someone else, mm -hmm. mm. you know, and that might work really well. It also might not. Mm. <laughs> That's just a reality. Ex yeah. I also feel like potentially you are more accepting and acknowledging of people's, I don't want to say the word flaws, but, uh, aspects that aren't right for you. I think like you're able to be like, okay, this person is amazing in A, B, C, but D, E, F, they're not so good. And that's okay because I'm going to get D, E, F from somebody else. Exactly. But yeah. with monogamous people, we are like, we can recognise, okay, A, B, C is great and D, E, F is not great. Yeah. But where instead of accepting that that's who they are, we're going to nitpick a D, E, F and try and change them and make them better because that's what we want instead yeah. of accepting that that's just who they are. If or you sense. accept it because you think I'm never going to get A to F from one person. Yeah. So I'll take A to C and then I'll find it. I'll just deal with the rest. Yeah. But that, yeah. And, it, mm, and that? It makes me really sad though yeah. because you, you can be monogamous, of course, and achieve the DEF elsewhere. But it's just like maybe people don't reframe it for mm. themselves that way. It's yeah. like, no, my partner needs to have the entire – alphabet yeah otherwise it's just not going to work yeah. and it's just like sounds like you're actually not looking into yourself either yeah because yeah. you like, can't and you can't expect them to bring it like, i feel like everyone's got flaws right mm -hmm. like i feel like you, I don't not me <laughs> not me speak for yourself <laughs> oh we're fine 
Okay, what about this? Can infidelity, infidelity, how do I say that infidelity? word? Infidelity, infidelity happen in non-monogamous. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Yeah, just it comes back to that boundary setting yeah. at the yeah. beginning, and it's just like if you have a boundary and it's not working for you anymore, rather than just breaching it, mm-hmm. have a conversation. Be like, yeah. oh, I've tried this, and this is really not sitting well for me. Can we like change this up? Um, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes frequent Reddit, and I've <laughs> I know it makes you can go into such a deep hole oh, on Reddit, so honestly. Oh, horrendous! But it's, <laughs> I've followed a couple of pages around like non-monogamy and also just relationships and seeing what people post because I'm just curious what the global um, Reddit community are talking about in this case. And there's so much um, stuff around like my partner cheated and now they da 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 da, and it's just like all comes back to communication. So Seriously, it's like, it's what we said last week. Why are yep. people not? effectively communicating and there's mm-hmm. so I can't, I'm not sure if I came up with this but this is like something that I've really been enjoying developing in my head which is the four sexy C's oh I like the sound like of that consent communication yeah comprehension consent and curiosity love that and repeat mm-hmm. you know and it's like write that down yeah Pat and Penny can't steal it mine now <laughs> <laughs> well our podcast yeah. so. <laughs> on the next like we are women like consent yeah. talking about <laughs> 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 oh, no I'll take it um <laughs> But, yeah, just, like, the comprehension part only dawned on me a couple of years ago. It's just, like, we focus so much on, yeah, like, consent or communication. It's just, like, you can be the world's best communicator, but if you are not communicating it to someone in a way that they understand, Mm -hmm. you're not communicating well. So true. And so, yeah, I think that's just so applicable to all relationships. But, yeah, particularly with the non-monogamous space is, like, constantly going, who am I talking to? What are their, like triggers, if you will, what do I need to be aware of? Um, what do we need to set up in this space to have yeah. really effective communication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think my last question mm-hmm. is um, advice for someone who's maybe considering a non-monogamous relationship or starting to move into that space that has previously been strictly monogamous. Mm-hmm. What's your advice? Uh, read and listen to podcasts. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> Reddit. Go nah, into Reddit. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe later. Because <laughs> <laughs> it could just be a scary space. Um, yeah, so I think just resources, reaching out to maybe people you know that have experienced it or are doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, really create a space for yourself where you're confident in your own boundaries and what you want out of that. And, yeah, because I think there's, like, so there's so much rhetoric on – um, certain dating apps where it's just like people saying, oh, I'm E&M, but they're not actually living that that way of being in a relationship, mm-hmm. which is like really strong communication and being really respectful and it can just be used to manipulate for like fuckboy mm. purposes sort of stuff, which is really sad because yeah. there is... Then it taints the rest. <laughs> there's a lot of beauty and like just to touch on something for like m- later down the track, it's like it can also be used on a political s- side of things, which is like decolonizing, um, you know, challenging the patriarchal structures. Mm -hmm. I love Um, that. And as I said before, like flattening relationships, creating like equity within relationships and there's no like holding back of someone. In fact, you're all supporting each other to do your best while simultaneously being in relationship and just going forth. And it's it's scary. Like when it's not your common um, role model in your day-to-day, you're sitting on the outside of something and, like, it might be that weird auntie and uncle that's just like, oh, you're going to have kids? Are you in a relationship yet? And you're like, I'm actually in three relationships. And they're just like, I'm sorry, what? Mm. Like, this just make, makes no sense. You get judgment so left, true. right and centre. And that's really Especially difficult. Especially that older generation, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And younger ones. <laughs> you know. I think when I was true. in an open relationship, I was judged, definitely. Yeah. I think people just don't understand it, right? Which is exactly why... 
great to have someone like you on here. Oh, thank you. To actually inform people a bit more about it. Because honestly, yeah, there's heaps of stuff I don't know about it. And it's really interesting just hearing different types of relationships. Yeah, mm. and I, I really want to preface for anyone who's listening who is much more like versed in this space. I'm not like the be all end all of this knowledge. I am <laughs> very much on like a learning trajectory in this space. And it's just, it's just constant learning, but it just comes back to that fourth C for me, which is that curiosity, yeah. just constantly learning, happy to be wrong. And just like yeah. letting yeah. go, just constantly shedding of that old skin. Otherwise, we become old and decrepit and sad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Old people are great. We love you. <laughs> well, awesome. I loved that. That Thank was you. great. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Very um, insightful. Fi- again, fight a reminder we're coming to Sydney and then to Melbourne. Actually, forgot to mention Melbourne. Staying <laughs> in the centre of Melbourne from about the 19th of September for a couple of days. So hit us up. We would love to see you. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you want to like us on Instagram or Facebook, follow uh, Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> we, oh, boomer alert. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have Facebook. Instagram or TikTok at DeFacto, where we post cool stuff in general. All right, see you next time. Over, Over and out. out.